0: Welcome to Urbane Legends, the podcast about urban legends and how to act in a courteous and refined manner, but much less about that. Here's your hosts, Neil and Chris. Hello and welcome to Urbane Legends, the podcast about urban legends. Uh, and this week we're not going to uh look at any etiquette because, A, I haven't bothered to look any up, and, B, we are trying to slowly um, move away from that because uh the joke has worn thin. Um, I, think, I think it was worn as, as uh, we, <laughs> can, we were thick about a third episode in, Chris. We were contractually obliged to do that so that we could use the pun to differentiate ourselves from other podcasts about urban legends. But now that contract has been sated. I am seashell artist Chris Flynn, and with me is star of the new hit History 2 channels uh, Train Detective, which is like True Detective, but it's an anthology series about crimes on trains. It is Mr Neil Herbert. Hi Neil. Um, did you want uh, when's it, So when's this going to be on this new uh, anthology series that you're starring in as a grizzled detective? I mean, I, I'm not sure, Chris. It's, it, it was it was just a pilot episode, you know. So you know they it's ah. been touting around. Apparently, I don't necessarily have the natural charisma of Matthew McConaughey. Well, I don't agree with that. I at find all. that a bit. I thought yeah. I think it, I Isn't find it a his, little bit insulting. I find his charisma a bit He's obvious. Absolutely. Um, but you do look like you're going to see like Woody Harrelson. So does that not help? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, I, and i was as articulate as a character. He played in Cheers. So, you yeah, uh-huh. know, I think there's enough connections there that frankly it <laughs> should. Play with. But early days, we'll town t- t- it around. I think, you know. Okay. Let's try and get a bit of a campaign behind it, release the pilot. Get it, yeah, get everyone. Um, hashtag train detectives, hashtag Neil Herbert. Um, so hopefully we'll, um, we'll get all our uh, followers, our two or three listeners to really jump on board with that. I mean, um, it's, a, it's a great concept. Isn't it? You go around on rails, just very slowly solving crime. I think it is quite a good concept because if you go through real train mysteries, um I mean there's some quite famous moiders that happened in the oh, Victorian on the York time. Express, for example. Well, well, yeah, that's that was an Agatha Christie one. Um, you know, and who doesn't want a whole series of that? But there's also like so there used to be that when the train line was first built from London down to Brighton, then um there basically there was a series of murders, because when the trains went into the tunnels, it would just completely pitch black for a few minutes, and then when they came out, like, someone would have their throat slit. And uh, I'm not sure if they were solved, but, I mean, that could be one of your uh, train detective stories, is not it? It's going to get a bit samey, I think, but yeah. Well, not that one every time. I mean, that would be one episode. Obviously, you could, I don't know, have one. I mean, that's the only... Well, no, that's not true. I was going to say that's the only train crime I know of, but I see crimes on trains all the time. There's been at least two great train robberies, to my knowledge. Yeah, but were they on the train? I suppose it doesn't matter. It involves involves a train. Yeah, they they like break onto the train and stole some. uh, There we go. Stole some duels or or some other form of currency, stamps. They used to like stealing stamps a lot, didn't they? Bonds, war yeah. bonds, that kind of thing. Um, they get their hand on. Yeah. Just an absolute riot in the 60s. Just constantly breaking into trains, just stealing stuff. Uh, yeah, there must Ajinks. be. Well, I'm, I'm assuming that the writers of your series. Free time have, then, Chris. It was a freer time. Freer time. Age Aquarius and all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and the good thing is that all the people from the 60s, then bought their council houses under Thatcher and then pulled the ladder up from behind and went, oh, what's what's hippie? <laughs> yeah, we all would have done too. Get out the opportunity. Yeah, maybe not. Um, sorry, just having a sip of coffee. Um, so, for today's episode, we are going to look at uh, an American... Uh, urban legend, and I will try and not do a terrible Louisiana accent during it. But Agent uh, style. But I do declare that that may not be personal, yeah? Um, <laughs> that, that feels more, uh, I don't know, a Louisiana hosting Yeah, I'm not going to attend to Louisiana accent. A well, you were going to be more Gambit from X-Men, weren't you? And say, like, I'm vaguely mom, familiar mom with this character, Doesn't, isn't it? Two things he's, like, immortal when he plays cards or something. He's not immortal, but he throws playing cards that explode. I saw there was a really terrible... I don't really know the character that well, but I saw there was a... You know that Hugh Jackman did all that all Wolverine movies, but then he did the ones that were, like, solo, that were really sort of, like... Yeah, I, I assume he was contractually obliged to do them. I, th- do I don't I know, know that he was contractually obliged. I think he was financially incentivized. Yeah, well, I mean... <laughs> six of one and one-half does the other, it, But, um... Yeah, because I mean, you know, like the, the the ensemble movies are quite good. It's quite good. Yes, they're all but, right uh, yeah. te- Well, there was just one. I can't remember if it's the same movie. Actually, well, I will tell you what, because it's got Will I Am in it, and uh, good Lord, Will I Am is not a good actor. Um, Doesn't have to be. He's a fantastic musician. Exactly, and, you know, prophet, and he's got that much talent, and, and entertainer, and but, and, des- yeah. and shoe designer probably. You I know, he's a re- he's shoes, a so. Renaissance man. Yeah, he's not a man of many talents. But um acting not being one of them. I, unless <laughs> yeah. unless unless he was acting badly on purpose to um to bring attention. Do you reckon it was like he was, yeah, he was channeling like Bertolt Brecht and he was he was attempting to distance us from you know he's he's showing the deliberate artifice of this comic book movie I and asking he... us to reflect on, on on the actual message behind the, the art. Yeah. And, yeah, and perhaps about he's done, uh, again. he's done it again, hasn't he? I think he's done it. I think he's done it again, <laughs> and perhaps um, he's good. He's perha- good. Perhaps he was also turning a microscope onto lack of diversity in Hollywood. I think he yes. could have been. Yeah, and that would be why they had the really appalling CGI, where it looked like cartoons were coming out of his fists when Wolverine did his blades. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah, it's you, it's you, all very bricked, Yeah, yeah. You're, you're not writing. You're not writing realistic characters for um, people from uh, different ethnic groups. You're making them cartoon-like. But that's what they're doing. Yeah, it's always been Hollywood's big shame. Wasn't there, that you, <laughs> wasn't there an Irish x man, uh, man, or whatever was called. It was called Banshee, and he was just, he was just a drunk or something i don't uh, see this somewhere. Don't know. I don't know if it's your leprechaun or something. There is leprechaun. There's a drinking problem. It was, yeah. Seriously, there's one called leprechaun. I think so. I think so. Um I'm not gonna look it up. Um yeah, I mean the thing is though that the X-Men in general were kind of a bit more socially conscious than other superhero stuff. Um yeah, you know, it was sort of a parallel for, well, I civil rights. It was, yeah, entirely. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's a shame that the X-Men and the rest of the Marvel Universe do kind of live in different fantasy universes, so they can't really be in any of the MCU stuff particularly. So, uh, today we are going to be looking at uh, the Louisiana Werewolf also known as Rougarou. So Neil, um, does that excite you? You do like your animal man hybrids? I do, I do. It, it, it's um. So so this is based around Louisiana, isn't it? So it's like a sort of yeah, the sort of French American kind of mashup. Yeah, the Laurentian French communities. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah no, you know Neil, any any kind of like um, man animal hybrids? One, do you know what I feel like? This is one which has. Increased in popularity because I've seen it in a few different bits and bobs recently. Um, and prior to the last few years, I'd never heard of it. So I think they're, um, I think someone, someone, perhaps the Rugeru elders are, are pushing it, trying to get it a bit more known. Well, I reckon they've probably seen all of that, you know, sweet, sweet twilight money that's got the vampire community <laughs> enriching themselves, and they're thinking, hang on a second, because they've got they've got like werewolves and that, haven't they? But they're getting none of that, none of that coin. No, I'm um, so thinking, well, we want a bit of this action. Famously, um, the film American Werewolf in London ha- um, poured so much money into the werewolf community in London that they uh, were able to build Canary Wharf. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's that's yeah, canary wolf, and that's why Notting Hill became so gentrified. It's all of that, so yeah, rich was just werewolf, werewolf mummy. Um, so, Ruguru. So, in I'm gonna read a bit of Wikipedia and then we can go into some of the more um speculative, I guess, websites. So in American folklore... The, the, the more boldly explorative. <laughs> <laughs> explorative. Explosive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, <probably>. So Rougarou <laughs> represents a variant pronunciation and spelling of the original French, loup-gourou. According to Barry Jean Ancelette, an academic expert on Cajun folklore and professor at University of Louisiana at Lafayette in America... The tale of the Rougarou is a common legend across French Louisiana. Both words are used interchangeably in southern Louisiana. Some people call the monster Rougarou and others. as loup Lougarou. I mean, generally what I like to do if I'm writing something is try and bring people in with the first sentence. But this one is just going on about etymology. Um, the Rougarou legend has been spread for many generations, either directly from French settlers to Louisiana, New France, or via the French-Canadian immigrants centuries ago. In the Cajun legends, the creature is said to prowl the swamps around Acadania and Greater New Orleans and the sugarcane fields and woodlands of the regions. The Rougarou most often described as a creature with a human body and the head of a wolf or dog, similar to the werewolf legend. I mean, it's... It's very much like you know, it's, it's caging thing, isn't it? It's like gumbo, just throw anything into the pot. Yeah, yeah. you know, I have a wolf head. Um, wolf going around. I think the thing. So, so far, because the thing which is scary about a werewolf is the fact that it's kind of got half wolf, half human body as well, hasn't it? Because if it was just a bloke with a human body and a head of like a dog, I don't know that I'd be that scared. <laughs> <laughs> well. It's a like, lot of de- these classic- Depends what dog. If it's like the head of a uh, Dulux dog or something, old English sheep dog, then it um it'd be lovely, wouldn't he? Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. What kind of dog? Or if it was like one of those like little chihuahuas or something, then that'd just be like kind of insp- it'd be like LB, wouldn't it? It'd just be inspiring pity for really. Yeah, it like one of um, the Goombas from the Mario Brothers film, which you yeah. which you so highly rate. Well, I think that it's one of Bob Hoskins' better performances, but and uh, I don't say that, you know, You're a big fan of the Hosk. Don't hassle the Hosk, yeah, that's what you always fantastic, say. Fantastic, fantastic actor. Um No, well, you know, it was it was it's one of the uh, more interesting video game adaptations, should we say like that? But uh, it's not to say it's good, but you know hmm. I mean it's not got a lot of competition, let's face it. Have they ever made a decent movie out of a video game? Not that you should try. Has anyone ever done that, did you say? Yeah. Um, Mortal Kombat? (laughs) Um, (laughs) I think the problem with doing that is that because film people can't really get their head around video games or video game culture, what they tend to do, they just assume that people who play video games are basically teenage boys which you know may have been the case in 1990, but certainly isn't the case now. But they still have that in their head, so they just do sort of, sort of uh, viol- violent or being, sexy films, basically. Yeah, I can see that being the case like a few years back. I just think, well, I just think it's just basically the writing of most of those things isn't, you know, isn't necessarily going to translate very well into a film. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like, there might be there might be a good one out there, but I can't really think of an example the top of my head. But anyway, to come back to your earlier point, yeah. Um, so yeah, because well, if you think about those classic kind of like, um, well, I was thinking of like horror horror villains or whatever. You've got like Dracula and like the Wolfman and stuff like yeah. that, or, or werewolves. So if you think of like you know zombies are about our fear of death, yeah, and you know vampires, is more of like an erotic vibe going on. Um, I think we've we've um, with werewolves or this kind of thing, it's probably more of a fear of, um, you know, um, man's bestial nature or something, isn't it? Yeah. If you think about what it's metaphorically trying to represent. Um, So, you know, it's the kind of like, you know, animal instincts or the evil that lurks within. Well, I think also that, that, I mean, there is that. There is also, or there was in medieval Europe, um, very much a... Uh, a legitimate fear of wolves because they would, yeah. they would like come in your house and snatch babies and stuff. Um, and rabies is probably more of an issue. I wonder if that's got anything to do with it. Yeah, speculation. Possibly. Often the storytelling has been used to inspire fear and obedience. Oh, another one of them. Oh, do you know what now? I'm starting to see a bit of a pattern here that a lot of these scary. Uh, tales and legends are used to get kids to shut up and go to bed. <laughs> well, it's just uh, something's got to work, is not it? They didn't have cowl pole back those days. Uh, uh, no, exactly. One, Use whatever they can get. one such example is stories that have been told by elders to persuade Cajun children to behave. Huh? That's a weird sentence. According to another variation, a wolf-like beast will hunt down and kill Catholics. They do not follow the rules of Lent. I mean, I'll be honest with you, if you're a Catholic, you've got enough stuff to feel guilty about and enough sort of fucking emotional pressure. <laughs> apparently <laughs> so. guru as well, getting involved. Well, apparently this co- coincides with the... I mean, isn't eternal damnation enough? You've got to get fucking murdered up by a wolf wolfman. For... Yeah, so you get eternal damnation straight away. You can't even enjoy, um, I don't know, eating bread during April or whatever. Um so this coincides with the fish, Jesus. I thought that was all right. This coincides... I that was in the rules. Yeah, what's your problem? Why don't you know, why have you made McDonald's so big if I'm not allowed to eat a of fish? Um, well, because the clown made the deal with the devil. It's uh, your choice, my son. Off the hell you go. Look, no, I'll be honest with you. Um, you know, I am God, but. To be honest, I am a trickster god. I know that that's more of a pagan thing, but if you look at what I do to kind of set you up to fail, then I am pretty much a trickster god. We <laughs> just sort of bored, you know what I mean? Yeah. All right, you can't, you, oh, you yeah. can't eat, you can't eat this. Here's a million of this in front of you. <laughs> um, so this coincides with the French Catholic loop Galous. What's that? the week from the chat. anyway. <laughs> According to which the method for turning into a werewolf is to break Lent seven years in a row. That's bollocks, because, uh, you know, I'm not a loop guru. Oh, but then you've, you've never taken the sacrament. so That's you've, true. You're, you're already marked for hell. That's Well, am I marked for hell? Because I've. I'm only us Catholics. Oh, yeah, you're going straight to fucking hell. No, God, but am God. I, Neil? Because I've not even been baptized or confirmed. So it's technically, I'm not even on the books. So, I mean, you are. I mean, if you've ever read Dante, you, I mean, you might get away if you, you know, for ignorance, you might end up in the first circle with um, Plato and I'd be all right. Yeah, By they sounded, know, yeah, they didn't seem to suffer too much. Wow, oh. that was nice, of them, wasn't it? Just, you know, what'd you do? at the very uh, high level of hell. I Step think we just seem to knock about in the gateway to hell, really. Yeah, that sounds all right. It's going, oh, all that philosophizing, we should have done a bit more praying. Of of something that didn't wasn't didn't exist <laughs> a thousand years after we'd been born. <laughs> I mean, technically, I suppose they could have they could have you know, well, no, technically uh, they found they could a or something. But then that was uh, that would have been there only in the oral tradition. At that point, I don't think they set it down until anyway, whatever. Well, I mean, basically, what what's happening there is you're punished for living far away from the holy land, aren't you? Because it's not like there's lightning quick communication back then. I mean, by the time someone had codified it all, you know, how long is it going to take them to get it to? I don't know um, the the Aboriginal people of Australia. I don't know. Was the Atlanteans are knocking around then. I assume they had some sort of is, is that in the is that in the Old Testament mobile phone technology. <laughs> The angels probably do you know what the angels could have sorted this out, but no, they're too busy. Yeah. I don't know, whatever angels do tit about. Um and Mary knows that she's gonna have a baby. That's it. As Jerry Salowitz put it, he's fucking carpenter and he hasn't got the brains to look in the cupboard. <laughs> so a common blood sucking legend that says that rougaroos are uh you're under the spell for 101 days. After that, time the curse is transferred from person to person when a ruguru draws another human's blood. During a day, the creature returns to for a human form. Although acting sickly, the human refrains from telling others the situation for fear of being killed. Other stories range from the Rougarou as a rabbit... <laughs> <laughs> ..to the that, that really puts me in my obvious, black. Yeah, Donnie Darko... Um to the Rougarou being derived from witchcraft. In the latter claim, only a witch to make a Rougarou, either by turning into a wolf herself or by cursing others with lycanthropy. Ooh. So that's your basic uh Rougarou. Um but from what I have read, there is um some Native American stuff around it as well. So that's... Okay, yeah, because, I mean, at the moment, it just seems like it's got a real kind of, like, um so it's coming from that Lidgari thing, so a lot of it does feel like sort of French folklore, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Where do, where do werewolves come from? Is it, is that a, Central is that Europe, you'd imagine, wouldn't you? I don't know. Yeah. I wonder what the... Um, yeah, I wonder if it is baby dogs and stuff. I no, reckon... Um, vampires, because there there is a well, I don't know how true this is, but um it's supposedly partly to do with um bloody and Palo, isn't it? And then um yeah. partly to do with people who yeah. had said, is that A pigmentation? I can't well you know, pigmentation or something. There's there's basically there's disease that I means you can't go out in the sunlight, although I would imagine it's incredibly rare. So truly really how much of an influence that has, I don't know. People mention it in sort of but yeah, I don't know don't know what would kind of like be behind the whole werewolf thing. Being attacked by rabid dogs, I guess. So, I'm going to read a bit of cool. Uh, it's uh, from a website called Where Yat. So, where is that uh, a pun in the uh, website title? As in, in where no, it's it, it's um, it's a website uh, which gives um. It tells you about dining, music, entertainment, and the best of the Big Easy. Oh, so where, 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 where you yeah, kind of thing. Orleans um, culture. Nice. So, don't go too deep into the dark woods or wetlands in Cajun country at night. You might find yourself face-to-face with a tall, terrifying, bloodthirsty creature called the Rougarou. Socks through the sugarcane fields, looking for prey. Tearing his victims apart, drinking their blood and turning them into unworldly beasts as well. Even if you don't believe that he's real, you may want to take precautions stay out of his way. See, I love all this. New Orleans is, is um, would you say it's the spookiest city in America? Because there's a lot of vampire stuff. There's obviously the voodoo. Do you think? Yeah. that's. The- <clears throat> I don't think there's. It seems to be the most mytholo- mythologized or myth-heavy. Um, city in America, you've got the more interesting myths. I'm trying to, I mean, I'm trying to think of a sort of what, what would, what else would sort of compare. Well, Los Angeles is um, just serial killers. Yeah, no, exactly. There's lots of kind of. Well, also, Los Angeles doesn't really have. It's I mean, about a years lot of years old, kind of like West Coast is only. Um, yeah, sort of. Yeah, they're not. They're not. I mean, gold rush and stuff goes back to mid nineteenth century, I guess, but it's not quite got the same level of history as like Louisiana. No, they're just like people in tents. Um, So you'd imagine there. I don't know. There's something about Louisiana. Maybe it's because it's right dune sooth. Maybe it's because it's in like the I think it's the the mixture of different kind of like and it's a mixture, kind of a hodgepodge of cultures, Um, and it's kind of got the. Um, bayous and stuff around it, which are pretty un- inhospitable, aren't they? You'd imagine it's quite. I know, like New Orleans, a city now, fine, but you'd imagine that it's like yeah. there's, you know, lots of fucking snakes and alligators and shit everywhere as well. <laughs> you know, oh, quite yeah, no, dangerous um, place. Yeah, but you, you were out and kind of like, it was all sort of like, um, yeah, a lot more rural and kind of like, um, yeah, I think that probably would be quite. Um, it, do you know what it's? What a bogged landscape. So I call it the, ah, um, oh, the the East Anglia of America. Oh, right. You mean like kind of like misty, kind of oh, uh, lots of water, swampy kind of places. Yeah, um, yeah. So the story of the Rougarou, also as known as the Loop Guru, is not unique to Southern Louisiana. It seems to have travelled from France to anywhere French people settled. Loop is a French word for wolf. And guru yeah. comes from the mm. Frankish word gorof, which also means wolf. So it's wolf wolf. The menacing okay, sounds a bit tussled, guess, but, uh... <laughs> the menacing half human, half animal mythical beast appears in French law uh, beginning in the Renaissance period, perhaps even sooner. Naughty children or Catholics who didn't practice Lent for seven consecutive years might find themselves turned into one. Of course those who didn't believe in the guru is real merely said that these were fables made up to scare people into behaving. When the loop grew... I mean, one thing which I'll say, from what I've seen on such uh, TV shows as Cajun Justice, which is following... um, Oh, that sounds promising. It's following um, Louisiana police, who police, like, the Bayous. It follows them rounds. There are some characters down there, Neil, I can tell you. Um, but But people... Any moonshine? Oh, people are just off their faces the whole time. God, I hope and expect drugs, them. moonshine, smugglings. Um, oh. You know, um, it is very much like the song Amos Moses by Jerry Reese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, but weird, I'd like to, I like these weird places. I'd quite like to go there, just have a look. Oh, I would very much like to visit them. Well, New Orleans and then just around that kind of those yeah. parts of Louisiana. Anyway, I just think it'd be really interesting. Um I see music's a big draw. Yeah. You see, I've always wanted the to music. go to New Orleans, but I do wonder now that I don't drink, like, would it be a bit shitter? Because I think always in your mind, you've got, well, they just drink whiskey all the time and listen to music. <laughs> I'm sure it would still be okay. I need to change my mindset on that. Um, but yeah, so, but they, but it's still very much something which people believe in down there and say that they've sinned and police get called out like for sightings and that kind of stuff. So um, this, is a, this okay. is a living kind of legend that's kind of still going on now. Um, when the Loop Garou travelled to southern Louisiana with the Acadian people who were exiled from French Canada, its name evolved into Rougarou, though you might hear him called both. It's also been noted that he isn't strictly a werewolf-type entity. It can shapeshift into any animals that calls the Bayou home. Laura McKnight wrote about the Rougarou for Huma Today and recounted a tale that appeared in 1971 Louisiana Folklore Society publication where the Rougarou appears as a calf struck by a motorist on the highway. And when the driver got out of his vehicle, the calf had vanished and an uninjured man, apparently a Rougarou, was walking away from the spot where the creature was hit. That's just... what what was what was the end game there? Um, I mean, don't, don't run down Rougarou. They're becoming increasingly rare. <laughs> I mean, how often do you how often do you run into a rugaroo these days? Well, I mean, it just sounds like probably they, this person thought it was a calf, but it was just a bloke having a kip on the road, and he just got up and walked off. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like everyone in this situation was drunk. Um, so the mythical creature doesn't seem to be as violent as your run-in-the-mill werewolf from the silver screen. It prepare, it prefers to wreak havoc by destroying property or passing its curse onto someone else so that it will leave them. A vermilionville information pamphlet for children reads, The legend says that when a person comes into contact with the loot guru and sheds the blood of the beast, the loot guru will then change into its human form and reveal its secrets. The victim then becomes a Luke Guru for 101 days. If the victim speaks of the encounter to anyone, it becomes Luke Guru. But if it remains quiet about it, he returns to human form and continues on with its life. So if he says, oh, by the way, I'm Luke Guru, then it just instantly turns into it. So in the legend... Yeah, how does that work? So is that the victim that turns into the. Um, the yeah, Luke it doesn't turn, it doesn't Luke turn Luke the person it's telling. So basically, you can't say that you're a Luke Guru because otherwise, because if you say I'm Luke Guru, then you turn into it. So you've just got to keep stum for 101 days until the curse passes. Oh, so th- th- this is when you're um this is when you're in your human form, yeah, is it? Yeah, I would assume so. Um, I mean, they sound a lot like 60s rock stars at the moment, to be honest with you, destruction of property, especially. <laughs> I mean, because, yeah, they're not sort of like, I mean, they're not sort of attacking people, are they? They're just kind of like tearing stuff up and having a bit of pie. Well, I think it depends on who you ask. So here we go. Uh, human forms in life. In the legends, the Luke Guru is said to be someone the victim knows, such as a jealous form of friend. Like many creatures at night, it resumes its human form when the sun comes up. There are Neil ways to protect yourself from becoming a Luke Guru. Apart, you know, obviously, good be a good Catholic. Uh, the beasts don't seem to be the brightest beings. Rocks are again, and they can be easily outsmarted. You only need. Oh, I don't know. Has anyone IQ tested one of these? Well, I mean, IQ tests, yeah. IQ claim, tests though. have kind of been shown to be a bit of a a false, false test. Oh, anyway, yeah. okay. We'll, from that. And interestingly, the IQ scale is called the Flynn scale after my surname. Mm. After yeah. I after I got over five thousand on the IQ test, um, <laughs> proving once and for all that it was pointless. Um, no, the the kind of the bell curve of uh, where the average IQ is because that moves. That, that was the, yeah. the the formula or whatever for that was uh, done by someone Flynn in the twenties or something. Um, so, so I was thinking it would be Neil Flynn from the uh, from Scrubs, but evidently not because I don't think he was around in the twenties. Oh, was he? Does he played the prick. The oh right, yeah, that's him. Yeah. So. You only need to lay 13 small objects, like coins or beans, at your door and windows, and the approaching Rugaru will attempt to count the objects, but he can't count higher than 12. <laughs> <laughs> well, because he's not, good enough. He's not good enough. Think he's got enough fingers on his pauses or whatever you call it. He will be unable to count all the objects, which will confound him to the point where he won't <laughs> stop trying to count them all. He'll be so distracted that he won't be able to enter your home, <laughs> and he has to leave with the sunrises. around <laughs> Don't sing 99 bottles of beer on the wall at a blue gorilla. of Just off. imagine it. Going, uh, crying. Oh, I can't conceive of anything that high. Oh, uh, I feel sorry for him now. What, what is ball? <laughs> what is love? <laughs> Not everyone down the bayou is convinced that the Ruguru exists. Oh, no shit. They may believe, however, in the power that legend holds over those who do. Manite explains the creature has even embedded itself in local lingo. When Julia Harry of Huma spends a restless night tossing and turning in her bed, she tells people, I made the Rougarou all night. Like a lot of Terrebonne and Lafayette. I mean, that feels like a piece of slang that could be used to a lot of things. things. Many things, yeah. Uh, A lot of uh, Terrebonne and Lafourche residents, like a lot of them. Uh, Henry grew up hearing older family members use the phrase and now her own children make the rougarou on sleepless nights too. Some locals also, yeah. <laughs> some locals also use the word to describe a person who carouses at night, roaming in a rowdy fashion. Uh, Fare loop garou or fare rougarou means you stay. So that's to make, make loop Yeah, it? It means. Or fair. Is that fare or fair? Fair. Fair is uh, French. Okay. Fair loup- Yeah. Okay. Fair. The Fairly Guru to make the loop Guru. Yes, it means to stay Luguru. up at yeah. night and run around causing disturbance, according... Well, that's yeah. a good one. Try that next time in Paris. See if I understand. What, you put a city of culture? Fairly <laughs> 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 Guru! Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that'll be my explanation to the cast. Fairly Guru! Let's go straight to the shoe shall we, also? He's going uh, if you want to go hunting for Rougarou, you can start by visiting the life-size Rougarou at the Audubon Zoo in New Orleans, which has been thrilling and chilling of visitors for decades. <laughs> sure it hasn't. You can also celebrate the beast at Rougarou Vest <laughs> oh, in Huma in late October. The brave at heart enter the uh, Gougarou cost- uh, Costume Contest. Of all the strange things... How is that brave? Huh? How is that brave uh, entering a costume? Well, I mean, it's it, it'd be you know it would be creative and skilled, I'm sure. Well, I guess I it'd be it's brave, brave because is it because you're imitating the creature? That yeah, character? you see, you're thinking that, and I think that's probably what they meant. I was thinking that it's quite brave to kind of dress up like an idiot and and kind of parade in front of people. <laughs> but no. Like, I imagine that that feels like a very New Orleans kind of thing. To well, do it's who, a bit like Brian, he, like that. Yeah. Like, you just. I don't think anyone would bat an no, eye this. This is in <laughs> yeah, which is um, a bit more in the swamps. I was sitting by Brighton Station the other day and I hadn't heard of this, but it was just a load of buses. Oh, the, the new cycle the thing. They're all in the Yeah. News. yeah. yeah. I'd not heard of it because it's been going on like yeah. for years, apparently. Yeah, a long time. And of course, the tourists were just and like, oh, okay, there's a load of new people riding around to this. So, ooh. I assume, I assume that's a thing we do now. Apparently, we're doing it. For yeah, years. yeah. I haven't heard well, of well, it. Well, it's been going on for a while, mate. Um, I can. imagine you do the same thing in New Orleans. It's a similar thing. Well, well, the it. thing you know, like oh, the um, we we do that in in April. You know the, uh, the Mardi Gras. That obviously it's famous in New Orleans or New Orleans. Um, but, yes, but they yeah. they do it in all of the conurbations across Louisiana. It's not just a New Orleans thing. They do it in places like Humor oh, and no, you know um, Baton Rouge and stuff. It's just um, it's very famous. Like the, obviously the biggest ones in New Orleans. So, well, I mean, it, I think that's got a heavy component with a sort of African element, hasn't it? Because it's a bit like the um, the Notting Hill Festival. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's, oh, I'm not saying they're the same thing, but I imagine there's it's got that similar component. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen Tremé, but um, yeah, it's heavily impossible you know, to it, find online. Um, is it? You know, I bought... I've tried to I've tried to find it about a hundred times because it's done by the people who did The Wire, and it's got bunk in it. Yes. Yes, playing a randy. Um not a trumpeter, so what's what's the name? Um, trombonist. Mm, you're a trombonist. Yeah, and he makes some sleazy comment about do you know what we call this up Boom. And he's uh, getting up to some business. Um so this is exciting. The last sentence is very exciting. Uh, are you ready? Are your um I'm all ears. Have you tied your eyebrows down so they don't fly upwards? Right, let me just get my plush my, my loop. So, of all the strange things living across the south of the state, like you ready the Grunch <laughs> and the Honey Island Swamp Monster. Oh. All right, hang on a minute. We've got posters. So the Grunch sounds like a knockoff version of the Grinch, yeah, or to avoid copyright, just like a like a a, a cereal, like a like a monster for a uh, type of cereal. One of the other one sounds like the Honey Nut Monster. Well, maybe they're both (laughs) the Honey Honey Island Swamp Monster. So Honey Monster and the Grunch, who is, um, (laughs) it just sounds like two um, cereal spokes monsters i she it was a really twee nineties band. It used to do stuff. <laughs> Honey, in, Island like, the rich, yeah. Honey Island Swamp Monster. Honey Island Swamp Monster used to play grunge music. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was like, it was like, um, it was like grunge music, but they used like um, washboards and those um, and um, distorted loops and those uh, lo- 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 loop with the fuzz pedal and those um, wash bass and bass things. Oh God, yeah. Oh. Yeah, and the um, blowing bottles. <laughs> With the lights down, it's the stage. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> so they sound like they're worth a look. So, 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 so what? What? So, You've to go into that a little bit more, Chris. So, what? The grunt. So, what's the grunt? Oh, I've not looked up for what these are, but I'll do it now. Oh. Uh, uh, I've just got Louisiana Crunch Cake. <laughs> enough, oh, no, that's because I've written Crunch. Do you Jim Carrey's ever played a Luke Gru? Um, I've heard that he was going to be playing the Luke Gru hunter to James Corden's Luke Gru in an upcoming Christmas film, <laughs> which which sounds really good. I think Mike Myers wrote it. That sounds amazing. Put Nick Cave and Nick Cave in those roles, I'll watch it. Nick Cave or Nick Cage? Actually, yeah, Nick Cave and Nick Cage. Nick Cave versus Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a meeting of two worlds there. I'll take both, actually. Uh, so I can't find anything about this Grunch character. And I'll, so we'll, we'll, we'll research and later. We'll come back to it. Um, what was the other one? The, oh, I, the, was it Honey Island or something? Honey Island Swamp Monster, known as the Cajun Sasquatch. Oh. It's an ape-like humanoid, cryptid creature, similar to descriptions of Bigfoot, it per, uh, purported to inhabit the Honey Island Swamp in St. Tammany palish Louisiana, it has become part of Louisiana folklore, with many swamp tour companies in the area capitalising on its alleged existence. Damn! Oh, what a surprise? See, I reckon that's just Bigfoot's gotten fucking sick and tired of getting hunted down. He didn't ask to be famous, did he? No. It's a bit different Just leave him alone. And uh, he's like, "Oh God, Louisiana! At least it'd be a bit warmer." Oh, lizard man of scape or swamp. okay we've hit a rich vein here, swamp. Oh, well, yeah, let's let's save these. <laughs> We clearly need to get into some Cajun uh, like, cryptozoology. Yeah, I'll just do a whole series on Cajun stuff. Should we just start a cryptozoology <laughs> podcast? <laughs> it's pretty much what this is becoming. It's, 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 it's heading that way anyway. And then we can just, you know, lose any semblance of facts. Well, you know, what 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 is fact anyway? It's just... Um... If you read David Hume, then, uh, you know, I, I can't prove any of it. Yeah. Put so your pipe and smoke it, Dr. Faction. I think facts are just, um, a blanket for the ignorant. <laughs> you, can you can, really, when you think about you it can, philosophically enough. you can quote me on that. That might be my new catchphrase. I mean, I and nobody else will, but <laughs> thank you for the invite. <laughs> um, okay. So I'm going to have, so Native American stories. There's also a Native American story of the Rougarou. This version varies from being a Bigfoot legend right. to resemble something more like a Wendigo. I don't know what that is. I've heard of a Wendigo. He, he's, he's, again, it's a bit like a um, an ape man, isn't it? Or it's like a hairy fella. Didn't we come across Wendigos in one of our earlier episodes? A Wendigo is a I mythical recall. creature or evil spirit which originates from the folklore of the First Nations based in and around the east coast forests of Canada, the Great Plains region of the United States. Uh, yeah, I don't think we've mentioned it before. Um, but yes, it's but it looks kind of like a deer. It's like got a deer head. Seems to, according to the images. Yeah, <clears throat> it, it, I can't remember. We did do. Did, I've got a vague recollection. We did some like otter. Oh yeah, monster or something. Yeah, that's what the well, one, I think the yeah. Wendigo came up then. Um, the Kushchakker. Uh, okay. That's the otter one, because it's, um, I remember it sounds like Bush Tucker. He's a good fella. He's lovely. Um, so there's been some dispute whether or not this myth is actually related to the French Louisiana Rougarou ones. It sounds like they kind of tag it in. It might be a bit of an amalgamation. Oh, yeah, well, kind of, well, it's a bit like... Um... In South America, you get kind of like the uh, what like things like the Day of the Dead. You get the sort of the Christian mythology sort of me- blending in with the sort of local religion, don't you? Yeah. So you've got the French, so the the folklore. I'm sure it sort of blends in, sort of the African and the Native American and the so very um, much like French mythology all kind of blending together. So a lot of the stuff in the Americas. So like with EBC, El Basilico Chilota. Um that was a mixture of medieval Spanish and native um native uh peoples, yeah. wasn't it? Um and so this one seems to be they've they've kind of mixed in the werewolf from France with some native stuff as well. Right. Rougarou sightings. Some good pictures there, Neil. Oh, and a YouTube thing. So do, have we got? Have we got any physical evidence? What the old man? Well, there are some. Because I'll be honest with you, there is a lack of commitment amongst our American colleagues to actually, you know, citing these things. Well, they'll get killed, don't they? Good stories. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um... You come at the uh, Wendigo. You best not miss. <laughs> uh... Well, I do remember there was a thing a few years back where they. Some guys reported to actually kill a Bigfoot and had it in their freezer. I don't know what step two of that scam was supposed to be. Yeah, no, I saw that. Um, and it wasn't. And It, it was like... Yeah, I don't I don't know whether they just got a load of people to sign up a subscription or something. I don't know. I don't know. Quite, <laughs> Obviously, they were trying. It was like... It was a grift of, ahoy, but I don't know quite. Yeah, a and it was something stupid. Like, it was like... It was. Um, like uh oh, it's it, was, it was it was like a bear, and they'd put um, an ape mask on it or something like that. Yeah, well, I think somebody examined some of the photos. So it was sort of probably no, I think a bit, yeah. It? yeah, that clearly looks like you know this animal It's a bear with, with a, yeah. like a um, like a, an ape mask that they got off the internet. That, that's just a frozen leg of lamb, <laughs> right? But that's some sausages. <laughs> <laughs> Give it, that's clearly a party wig you've bought from the pound so, store. Two, egg, two eggs for eyes. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, p- party wig, but one of those ones that you used to be able to get, probably still can, which is like made of strips of foil, but kind of like rainbow coloured. <laughs> thing is, Chris, this is just what the experts say, so you know. Yeah, well, he believes them anymore. As, as, <laughs> why as, uh, would, it, why would it have hair like, it, like you know, that? I think, we'll, I think we've all heard enough. So it can, um, so it can be camouflaged in rainbows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And also, it's like it's good protein in case it needs an emergency snack. Um, um, Stick one of its own eyes. and It's a delicious Friday. Rugeru sightings. That's, that's pretty. I mean, that's a great, great piece of you know. That's good. That's nature. Nature finds yeah. a way. No, I'm not gonna. You know, the yoke obviously means that they can see better in the yellow spectrum, <laughs> which is better for hunting. hunting like predator. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've got four... That's on Pinterest. Uh, I'm struggling to find a lot of Rougarou sightings. There doesn't seem to be too much and too many anecdotes of people being attacked and stuff, does there? No, but you've got to remember that the people living down in the bow um mostly probably aren't on the internet and you know because it is it is very remote so perhaps that's it so i don't know if you could hear that chris i was just having a quick look at youtube Mm. because there was a uh could you hear that not very loud no okay um there's the nine real sightings of the rougarou on youtube i well, just have, Tina Bragg as an eye this. She just showed a photo, which really you couldn't see anything at all. But, uh, yeah, it looks like there has there has been a sighting for... I want to see what Scorpius has to say in the comments. For all the critics watching, know this. Every legend fairy tale comes from somewhere, and each one contains a small grain of truth. Not everything in the world has been discovered, explained by science. So take a closer look at the facts instead of brushing it aside. Best to keep an open mind, because you just never know how true the legends may be. Well put, Scorpius. Well done. More than all, awe, awe, awe of heaven and earth than this has been a dreamt of in your philosophy. Wow, that's the worst quoting of Shakespeare. <laughs> um, so that's about it for the Ruger. I think there's an upsetting lack of people coming forward, but there's a lot about it. But a lot of it seems to be um, rehash of other stuff. Have a quick look and see what's happened in, in Mrs. will yeah. Give you a second. We've got some some photographic evidence. Is um, that really obvious fake with the black dog man walking? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you've watched any of that, Chris. Wait, I think it's Billy Teague. About two minutes. You haven't in. sent me anything. Oh, oh, it's in the comments of YouTube. Um, let's see. Oh, I sent you something in the comments of the meeting. Love this woman who constantly tries not to say "some bitch." was <laughs> oh, spooky then? Very spooky. Uh, did you see the picture I sent you of uh, Luke Grew caught in April 2014 from an aerial footage? Yeah. Well, I can't really make anything out. out. What do you mean? If you press play on the video... Uh, okay. And you can see it's kind of like... um does look like uh, an outline of an ape man or something-ish. Upstairs so in the comments, it seems to be it's a dog man. That's so cool! Thanks for passing that, post in that, Wes. It also looks like a stump squatch. Oh, hair suit beast was growing in the swamps of North Ascension. Mm. Okay, yeah. See So, yeah, so, not, so yeah. it could be a stump or bush squatch. <laughs> so there's lots of different squatches out there, then. But to be fair, I am on the website Sasquatch Chronicles, so <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna get a lot of get that. a lot of um, Yeah, so interesting. He's been, you know, all that. He's been spotted as far far away as Mississippi. Well, that's obviously the next next one up. Yeah, well, he's not going to go too far, is he? No, no. It's um, it's uh, it's rough terrain. Um, but you know, some some. Uh, so we got some some, some phys- well, some. Mutilated cattle. Yeah, so that's some, some strange What pose. do you think mutilated cattle is all about, now? Because that's a big thing in America, isn't it? And they look like they've had stuff surgically removed and that kind of thing. Right. I mean, that is odd. Because I mean, they get that with the UFO stuff crime, as well. That's an extremely... Um, yeah, well, I mean, I mean, there's a lot... Of, a lot of that when they go with alien isn't it? it's supposedly mutilated cattle. I don't know. I'm not sure what it is. It doesn't sound like just hoaxes because that would be well, the, very weird, sociopathic kind of Yeah, hoaxing. I know. But it is weird, isn't it? The whole um, mutilated cattle thing because... I mean, I'd assume it's wild animals they are being attacked by. Well, but, no, but that's the know, thing. They kind of say that if you look at it, it doesn't look like wild animals because it looks like they've had, like it's been cut rather than torn and that kind of stuff. So, I mean, that is, that is an odd, that is an odd mystery yet to be, yet to be explained, I would say. Um, not that I necessarily think it's rugurus or UFOs, but the whole cattle mutilation thing. Um, what's it all about? You know, is it, is it nutters? You know, it's hardly possible. Yeah. Stranger things have happened, but, uh, yeah. of madness. Who knows, Neil? Certainly not us, because cattle mutilations, as far as I'm aware, are not urban legends. So, be but- damned with them. So that's someone else, someone else could deal with that. Um, so, Neil, shall we? Uh, look the scores. Shall we look at the scores? So this one, there's a fair bit about the old Ruger. About seems to be increasing. It seems to be continuing now, doesn't it? Yeah, well, you've seen some, some actual sightings, which is good. Okay, Neil. So this week, I um, <laughs> I have in front of me uh forty um Mexican puzzle boxes, each of them with a different number inside which I will be, and I've got, I'll have be selecting uh, one of ten each time at random, which will give you my score, hopefully invoking the ancient spirits of the Olmecs. Well, we can only hope. Okay, so... Neil, spookiness. Um, see. So we've just seen the catamutation, so that, that's the first thing I've seen that is a bit sort of generally creepy. Most of them, they seem to just be like... Um, you know, kind of like more party animals, you know, loop gurus. Um, I don't don't know that... I don't find werewolves intrinsically particularly scary, to be honest with you, although they're probably a bit more terrifying than, I don't know, vampires or whatever. Yeah, but if you lived out in the country... No, this is true, and kind of like, you know, I don't know whether it's, yeah, as we were saying before, kind of like your own sort of animalistic nature or just like wild animals and stuff out in the country big attack animals that would be Yeah, do you know what I think I think um if you're living out in sort of like you know in, in the um the bay or whatever that would be quite um, that would be quite spooky not being attacked by wild animals and stuff. Um you I'm gonna give this one a seven. seven high score. Um yeah so yeah I think that when you're in the middle of nowhere Oh what's that noise? Oh don't worry, it's just a house settling. That kind of stuff. Um, Or is is it? Or is it a wolf? Or is it a a rougarou? Um, Don't worry, I've put 13 things on the windows. Um, Yeah, I mean, kind of being cut off and that kind of thing, um, presumably um, slightly muddled mind because of all of the moonshine you've been drinking. The fact that when you're living in areas like that, you know, there are, th- you know, there's alligators and stuff that can actually kill you, like, quite easily, probably at the bottom of your garden, do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, so, and in kind of isolated communities, myths like this kind of build up, don't they? Um, so I think it's fairly spooky. Uh, I don't know, I'm kind of torn with it kind of torn with it. As such, I'm going to give it a five. I'm torn with whether it's spooky or not. I can see how that could be spooky, but there's lots of stuff to be spooked about that's real. Do you know what I mean? I mean yeah, we, you know, you we know should do it in, in terms of everything else. That sort of, uh, yeah. Okay, so believability. Um, I mean, I'll always give things a bit of extra believability, uh, if it's out in the middle of nowhere because there's always an outside chance that there's, um, a higher mammal or something that we haven't discovered yet. Uh, and it's quite a vast area and difficult to get around and a lot of it. People don't go in just basically because you, you know, as a human, you can't because because they're swamps um so that and there's 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 very few people there's a large area of of potentially habitable land that humans can't really get around so there's a chance that something's out there um there's a few there's a you know a few pictures and stuff the people around there certainly seem to think it exists um whether it be um Someone who didn't do Lent for eight years or seven years in a row, or not—I'm not sure. But um, do you know what? I'm going to give it a—I'm going to give it a six of believability. Yeah, i am i am i quite. Um, I say I—I not see much evidence, but then we've uncovered some late, late breaking late news. news in our in our in our breaking, news. breaking news. Um, so you, you I look at that photo with seen on that on like YouTube channel, has been some animal mutilations. And uh, so, yeah, who, who knows what might be lurking out about. And um, I don't believe that it's Wolfman or, yeah, it's being turned into there for not, you know, not not having given up chocolate for Lent or whatever it is, that they supposedly has caused this seven lengths in a row. Because um, it never happened to me. I've not, as far as I'm aware, become. Yeah, but interest. the thing is, Maybe it's, maybe it's geographically distinct. Yeah, but the thing is, know. right, the amount that you, every time we kind of talk about where it's come from, you turn it back on, uh, man, you know, you, the, your own animal inside and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I'm starting to think that maybe you're the loot guru <laughs> and you go out and you go, well, out, exactly. you go out there alone. every now and then and just get up to all kinds of, uh, animalistic, uh, you Know, can't, can't I'm actually patient zero can't, for the incredible stuff but... in the swamps? <laughs> so, well, I was wandering around Louisiana, there was no math around, so I'll just jump on a cow, um, as I assume Desperate Dan would have done. Um, yeah, anyway, um, so blue Bellator, yeah, yeah, I, I think I'm uh, uh, interesting, intriguing. There's some, some things that you can't easily explain, so. On that basis, I'm going to go in the middle and give this a 5-5. Five, five. Okay. So, uh, reach. Um, so, I would say it's got quite a big reach because it's, well, recently it's kind of kicked up a notch. It's um, in a lot of popular culture, TV shows, that kind of thing. Um, there's... Shows like monster hunters where they go looking for it and that kind of stuff. Um, so it's kind of, I mean, it's not up there with, you know, it's, it's a subset of werewolf really. It's not up there with werewolf like at the top table. Um, but I mean, it's, it's, um, it's doing all right for itself. It seems to be marketing itself fairly well. Um, you know, it's been there. It's got that nice Gallic yeah, twist, hasn't it? It's been yeah, there wolf. for, you know, it's... We all got a bit, got a bit tired of oh, where really. you know, It's just, you know, it's brought, brought a little bit of yeah. Gallic flair to it. and then, yeah, it's yeah. um. It's been around for ages. I mean, it's essentially travelled over with the French people from Europe, so and that goes back to early Renaissance, if not before, I would suggest. Uh, so it's got longevity. I mean, I would say that the Loop Guru or Rougarou has been in Louisiana pretty much since settlers, not not the First Nation people, but settlers kind of went there, really. They brought it with them. So um, I think it's got a decent reach. It's been on TV and stuff. It's been around for ages. I'm going to give that a 8 out of 10 for reach. Neil? Well, it's... it's I wouldn't have been surprised because it's yet another um, myth that I hadn't actually heard of before. Obviously, werewolves and things I'd had, but and I had heard as well. There's um, there was a beast. It was a similar. Uh, we we're talking about this um, before we started the podcast, and we'll get into it on another one, I think. But um, there was a movie called Brotherhood of the Wolf where there was it was based on a sort of similar medieval monster. I think this was a much bigger kind of like um, some creature that was roaming the French countryside and eating servants and things and what have you. Eat the yeah, pretty much. Um, oh, never seems to be. Never seems to be. Well, yeah, aristocracy are all indoors. Yeah, they, like, they got muskets. They've got furniture, aren't they? They're not going to get they got muskets down by and musketeers. Exactly. So um, but yeah, I think I think there's some, um, but. It, it's, but yeah, it's, it seems like just having done, having looked into it a little bit, there is there is a reasonable amount of um, reach around. Sort of like reach around. around, yeah, quite a few people live around. It has quite a bit of reach around in amongst the <laughs> months, the, um, the Americas. Uh, yeah, because it seems like it's been been um, in quite a few uh, sort of movies and things like this. And I, yeah, I wonder, it, It's obviously part of the sort of old French folklore as well that has um, been in Cajun so, Justice. Yeah, it's, it's been around for quite a long time. been in Cajun Justice. And that's, uh, you know, everyone aspires to that. I'm hoping I'll get my own tail in yeah, there one day. Get yourself a trailer in the swamp. Hunt down the <laughs> Herbert. <laughs> Why do they call him Neil Herbert? Because he lives out there on his own? No, that's just his name. That kind of thing. Yeah. That, yeah, that I, I don't mind what sort of mythology they make up for me. So, um... Yes, yeah, so um, right. <laughs> I'm going to get a violent death at the end. Approximately one of the square hey, jawed hey, bullets, But sympathetic as well, because then they're like, you know, had to put them down for the good of the community. Yeah. But in some ways, wasn't he just... Wasn't it, was it, was he the community? Yeah. <laughs> like that he was the balance. son of the community. No one can judge whether that's right or wrong. So anyway. Um, so, yeah. the Yeah, it's not like... Worldwide, necessarily, Um but it's yes. Yeah, it's, it, it's not one of the the absolute no. up there ones, but it's kind of like yeah, it's been around for quite a long time. It's it feels like it's yeah, been a lot of American culture, which obviously is very prevalent across the world, and then with a bit of French mixed in. So I'm gonna give it a. It's gonna be another one of my half points of Frank six safe. and a half. And narrative premise. Now I'll let you go first on that one. Yeah, it, it's quite good, actually, because it's kind of like um, and, you know, the, uh, I mean, doing, doing the loop guru, or fair, fair loop guru, that's that's going to be my new, my new phrase. So, I quite like that. Oi, um, oi, you doing fair loop guru. <laughs> <laughs> <do> fucking loop guru. <laughs> you mug. Um, no, it's, it's, um, yeah, that, it's, it's I mean, there's not much in the way of background this there, but it's of... Con- oh, I don't know. No, no, I was just thinking, kind of like, is what? What's what's the? Um, is there Catholicism. Of a lot around there about Lent? Yeah, I suppose they've, they've blended in a bunch of stuff around that, and it's the been greatest like, story ever told. Yeah, you. I think there's. I'm going to give this one a roof score because I think there's a lot of potential here, and it can kind of, again, it kind of for me, it sort of blends in the whole animalistic thing. So. I'd call it, like, a good treatment, a good outline, with, with, with good bones for being able to tell a bit of a story. So that's why I think it's got good narrative. Structure. I don't necessarily know that narrative there at the but, yeah, they've been able to hang their hat on a, on a few different things, like the Native American culture and the Catholic culture and, and, and so on and so forth. So I think there's the, the outlines for some good stories there. And... Also, you're in Louisiana, which is kind of like, uh, you know, yeah. it's just interesting, um, inherently the sort of culture and stuff over there. So that's good location, good location, good, good background. Um, I'm going to give it a seven, seven, nice high score. So, um, although there isn't a narrative, uh, like there is with stuff with very strong narratives like La Pastelita, um, where it's very much, you know, story, bang, bang, bang. Um, I like the stuff around this. So I like the fact that it's Catholics trying to scare their kids. Um, I like the fact that there's rules outlined. So you can't, if you say that you are one, you turn into it straight away in front of people and then you get killed probably because people don't like them or you just got to wait 101 days. Um, I like, I mean, it's an unusual one that you don't keep it, you don't keep the, curse or whatever forever is for a third, less than a third of a year. Um, so that's quite novel. Um, I like the fact that you can trick it by putting 13 things outside your house and it goes, But it gets confused. I yeah, like that. That's quite that's cool. nice. Um, you know, it's from, from pre-Renaissance. Uh, it's moved over. It's kind of grown. It's been linked in with some... Native American stuff um, I mean, how much of a story can you have for a wolf man or a whatever um you know it's not the Count of mon it's not the Count of monte exactly. Cristo, is it but um yeah i uh, I like it don't know why I just like it um f- well, f- I like it for the reasons I've said, despite the facts, well, it hasn't got a strong narrative, but I like the premise. Let's put it that way. So I'm going to go seven as well. So overall, that gives it a pretty high fifty-one point five for the Rugeroo. Yeah, that felt like quite very strong. strong. Yeah, I enjoyed that one. That's um yeah, a bit of crypto cryptozoology. <laughs> That's always good. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's, I think that's what we're evolving into. Well, a lot of, well, right? I think and, it's just that yeah, a lot so. of it is cryptozoology. I mean, the thing is that, like, when you say urban legends, there's urban legends, which are kind of like this, or, uh, you know, myths. I mean, it's not urban, but it's like. all there's, yeah, there's kind of like, yeah, the all there's, the of the all there's kind of thing. All Well, there's campfire stories, one. as I'd call them. A campfire stories aren't very interesting, um, because they're just a the story. Like a spooky story, but there's no. I like something with a genuine bit of folklore in it, and um especially if if if, if some people have believed it at some point in the past, or could believe we'll it. Or do believe it, it now, now, yeah. Right now. Like the rather yeah, yeah. I, stuff like that. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not very much. You know, the the stories and stuff. They're just like you know, they're just made up stories that haven't happened. They're just horrible stories. So there's not really much to dive into there, is there? No, no, exactly, or or like Saga Mouse, It's just you know, there's some limited evidence, but it could be, or it's just a yeah. grift. Well, the great thing is with good folklore is you can have all the, you can have all the all the petals on the flower of the urban myth. Mm-hmm. You can have a grift. You can well, have I think folklore. I think you Rougarou's have, you know, a grift as well cultures. because I know they do rugeru tours. So,
1: yeah, yeah exactly. Why? why, you why know, not?
0: To, it's a, um, a pretty poor area. So why not? You Know you've got a myth, and people like myths. You've got the internet, so you can get the myth out there. Why not say to people it's not about whether the story's true or not, Chris? But how it's it's not it's about told. the getting there? It's about the, the way. that's what life
1: that's, that's exactly. a
0: destination. the destination. Any other cliches we can squeeze in? No, no, that's I don't. I obviously, I'm an original thinker, so I don't know any cliches. Well, that quote's going to come back and bite me. It, it will before the end of the episode. Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah really because I was going to say, don't have nightmares. So. <laughs> yeah. um, I am thinking of something to replace that with, but I'm going to keep it for now. So if you are near Huma and you decide to go to the Ruguru Festival and someone offers you some moonshine, try not try not to have nightmares. Yes. Neil, do you want to say anything? <laughs> right, I guess I no, I didn't realise we were gonna to get to that so quickly. So that's throwing me off balance. Um, yeah, no, I would you know, if you if you find yourself I mean obviously go and, go and uh you know, get involved in, in other aspects of your Louisiana culture, but uh, yeah, by all means I mean I, I don't know. I th- I think with this with our loop group here it could be another one where it's uh, a reasonably friendly little fella who just wants to I think it wants to party. I th- I think I think we didn't really evoke this but uh, I think he's got a little bit of tea Do on. you? Mm-hmm. You see I think the nice thing about yeah. something like this is that like people who wouldn't ordinarily go to the backwaters of the bayous might go there to see the Rougarou festival or to go on the tour or that kind of stuff and it could actually be something which brings people together from different walks of life. So maybe the Ruger is helping to heal our divided society. Yeah, it's just sort of like... You know, the glue that holds us together. Behind some trees somewhere. Quite right, like single single tear. Is that, is that a grin on his canine face? We'll never know. Single tear trickles down as he walks backwards into the scrub. Um... <laughs> Took an animal to bring us all together in our common humanity quest.
1: That's beautiful. That, ironic?
0: Um, that was yeah. the cliche. Wasn't it? Um, so that's it from this week's Urban Legends. If you have any pictures of the guru or want to suggest anything or whatever, or just get in touch, uh, you can email us at pod at com. But uh for now, that is a goodbye from me. Goodbye to See me. you next time on Urban Legend. Goodbye. Yeah.